Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, I tell you what, we have a powerful show tonight, and hopefully our special guest will be able to join us shortly. He's uh, somewhere <laughs> He's somewhere locked up in a uh, either an airplane or or cooped up in uh, the airport. We spoke mm-hmm. with his manager uh, probably about an hour ago, and uh, he, he told us that Jimmy is probably going to call in. Hopefully we'll be able to get him to call in and and, uh, and talk with him and, and just share some, some good things. But I tell you what, Brian, his his album is, woo, I, I, I don't know what to say about it. <laughs> you heard some of the songs. I heard the whole album. It's It's called Sunset Collective. Yes, and Jimmy is a saxophonist, and let me tell you something—he's he's, he's gifted, he's talented, he's got it all. And if you get a chance, go out and get the album. It is nice; it's something easy to listen to. You, when you're driving, you can listen to it. And Brian, I've always been a big fan of jazz, and I know you you like music as well. But I've always been a fan of jazz. You know, I think jazz music is the one medium of music that really has all elements of music in it. You know, the one thing that I know about jazz music is jazz music has pretty much been the catalyst for what you hear as R&B and hip-hop today. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of R&B and a lot of hip-hop music was born out of the jazz movement. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of our inspiration from for rap music and so forth you know, comes from those inspirational jazz artists like the great Miles Davis and right. so forth. You know, so it was interesting to hear some of Jimmy Summers' songs. I mean, wow, I was blown away. And, you know, you know how you hear a song, but you don't really know who the person is? Yeah. And that's how I was when I started listening to some of his songs. I'm like, I know that song. But I never put a, a face with the song. Right, right. And so, yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, he, Very phenomenal. Yeah, I like the, the very first one uh, on the album is Out of Nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, Brian, I was in my car and I was listening to it. And you know how sometimes you're driving and it's, it can be stressful when you're just getting off of work and you're driving and there's so much traffic. When I popped that CD in and I was listening to it, I didn't have any problem. Mm. I, it was just a, a nice... Uh, soothing it, It's just good I mean song after song after song It was just nice And I think that anybody out there that If you're hearing my voice Or hearing Brian and myself You need to get the album You need to go in and get it It's called Sunset Collective And Brian hopefully he'll be able to uh, call in And we'll get a chance to talk to him And if not uh, I've been assured by his manager that, that we'll definitely get him back on And we'll reschedule If he can't make it in Right, right. Yes. You know, and for those who want to chime in, you know, let's talk a little bit about, you know, jazz music. If you're a connoisseur of jazz music, call us and let us know. Let us know what you think about his album, if you already have it or if you're planning to get it. Yeah. Um, the caller number is 718-508-9600. That's 718 you know, let us know what you think about it. Also, you can meet us in the Blog Talk chat room and, you know, send us a line. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely be able to uh, answer any questions that you may have or, or try to find <laughs> try to find the answer. If you know where Jimmy Summers is right now, call <laughs> us and let us know, you know. <laughs> well, you know what, if you can find out where he is, I'll definitely call his manager, Kevin, and tell him, well, Kevin, listen, I just had someone saw him flying over the house and, and – uh, <laughs> He, he he's over Australia right now, so that that's where he is. But again, uh, Jimmy should be with us shortly. Hopefully, he will. And I know that there's a lot of blizzards going on tonight up up north or wherever he may be. But uh, we're gonna have a good show. We're gonna talk about Jimmy. We're gonna talk about New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian, have you ever gone to New Orleans? I've been there once before. I actually went over. Uh, a friend of mine was getting married in New Orleans, and spectacular city spectacular city you know most people what most people know about new orleans is mardi gras and now it's you know the infamous katrina incident you know but 
New Orleans is a place of a very rich and distinct culture. Mm-hmm. You know, the food is, you know, the it just has an authenticity all of its own. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the music, which is, you know, New Orleans is the birthplace of jazz. You know, so it's 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 very different. When you go to New Orleans, it's not like any other city that you've ever been to. Even in New Orleans, even in, you know, in that city. I mean, even in that state, you know, you won't find another city like New Orleans. That's right. And but the people there are so gifted and talented. When, you know, when they're playing, it, it's just so awesome. But, Brian, I think we may have uh, Jimmy maybe on the line right now. Can okay. you go to him or can you see? Well, he just hung up. Right. I think we just missed him. I think we just missed him. But, Brian, we're going to go to a commercial and we'll be right back. Okay. Hey Justin, Sarah. Hey Justin, Okay, Brian, are you there? I'm here. We're having problems with What happened with the commercial? Brian, I think we may have Jimmy on the call now. Let me let me check. Well, we just lost him again. You know, there may be an issue with the uh, with the phone system. I know I've been having some problems getting in earlier. Yes, yes, yes. But that's okay. That's okay. We're, we're going to go ahead, go forward. So, Brian, you, you were talking about New Orleans, and you were talking about the rich uh, tradition of, of jazz music. And, you know, a lot of times when you say jazz music, you think about just sad stuff, the sad parts. It's almost like, what what is that, the other music, Brian, not jazz music, but what's the other thing? Blues. The blues, yeah. Yeah, you think about the blues when you it, think about that. You kind of tie those two in together. You know, but the interesting thing about blues music is blues has elements of jazz. You know, yeah. like I said, everything is kind of, you know, born out of the jazz movement. You know, so when, when you listen to jazz music, you hear you hear elements of hip-hop in it. You hear elements of rock, a fusion you know, and so all those different types of, you know, definitely R&B. Right. You know, so to hear an artist like Jimmy who makes, you know, he makes distinct elements of that of that type of music, you know, you hear it in his music. And, you know, the, the funny thing about it, Brian, I was walking to my car today, and, you know, the young kids are blasting the music really, really loud. They were blast. I heard this guy playing one of Jimmy's songs really, really loud in the car. And I said, "Wow, it's a big difference." Mm-hmm. They usually play the rap really loud, and now they're playing this song out of nowhere. That's the name of the song, and it's an awesome song. But Brian, I think we have uh, Jimmy's manager on the call right now, Kevin. Kevin, are you there? Hey, hi. Hey, <laughs> I didn't realize that this was cut in. He's yeah. been trying to call you guys. I see. I saw that. I, the two one three number. Yeah, two one three five zero nine nine seven seven three. Yes, have him uh, if he can call back in. He uh, try have him do so. But okay, so you much rather him call you than you call him. Yes, just have him call in right now, and we'll okay. We'll, we'll bring him right on. Everybody. Uh, okay. Okay. okay I'll, I'll reach out. Okay. Bye. Good. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. So, so Brian. Yes, sir. Are you there? I'm here. We finally, <laughs> we finally tracked him down. A, I tell you what, this is. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun talking with Jimmy. And, you know, Brian, we have so many people that are fighting to become artists. They're fighting to become where Jimmy is and what he's doing. But they don't really understand that they're going to meet a lot of obstacles. Sometimes they're going to meet this, they're going to meet that, and they're going to have to stay focused and stay on track and not give up. And Jimmy, this is Jimmy's. This is not an overnight thing with him. Right, right. You, you've no, seen he's all the albums that he's got out there. Are you there, Brian? Yes. Can you yes. hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Wow, and what is going on? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and, and another thing, uh, Brian, I was thinking about with Jimmy was that his music is is like crossing over with with the young kids now. He's bring because he has Macy Grace on there. 
and he's got a couple other artists on there that are just awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at his album, he has, let's see, where am I? On the Sunset Collective, he has Macy Gray, Rashawn Patterson, uh, Paul Brown, Victor Duplay, and DJ Spinner. I mean, hey, he's got some he's got some heavy hitters on his album. And yeah. you know, this isn't his first album. And we once we get him on, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. Yes. And Brian, another thing too, I see he's surrounding himself with quality people. Oh yes. Oh yeah. These are trustworthy people that he's with, and I, the treatment that we've received over the last couple of weeks of trying to bring this and this this show into uh, fruition, like like it's going to be in a few minutes. They have been nice. Kevin has been all been. Kevin has really been nice, and Jimmy has been nice as well. Jimmy emailed me to uh, confirm the show, so that says a lot right there in itself. Because you know these are big Hollywood guys, and they don't really have a lot of time. They have people that take care of this stuff for them. But yes, Jimmy has really been a nice person, and, and we're learning a lot. And if you're listening, you just listen, join into the Abundant Solutions Hour. And I'm telling you, you need to go out and get Jimmy's album. It's called Sunset Collective. It's a very, very good album. We'll be right back in one minute. Hey, Justin, Sarah. Hi, Ricky. Hi. Hey, listen, I just heard about some kids who might try to get some beer. So, why are you coming up? Yeah. Well, because I thought maybe we could go and, you know, drink. Why? Um, because, I guess because it's cool. Cool? Why is it cool? Well, you know, we can go and get wasted. And why would we want to get wasted? Well, remember that time when we heard some older kids talking about doing it? So, why should we do it? Well, I guess... I guess I don't know. Sooner or later, someone may ask you if you want to drink. If that ever happens to you, maybe there's something you should ask them. Like why? Because the fact is, most kids don't drink. Even older kids. So think about it. There's no good reason to drink. Want to know more? Check out thecoolspot.org. What's up? We're boys to men. How do we educate our kids so they have a fighting chance in today's world? We don't have to tell you that children face pretty tough challenges these days. We adults need to go the extra mile to make sure our kids find something in school that really sparks their interest, like music. Teenagers who study music and arts tend to find tough science and math concepts easier to grasp. It has to do with development of something called spatial IQ. And music and creativity go together, too. We know from our own lives that teachers who appreciate creative thinking embrace our love of music. So, help prepare your children for life. Encourage them to learn to love music. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, Gibson Guitar, Baldwin Piano, and this station. March is Music in Our Schools Month. Music, part of a sound education. If someone you love has a problem with drugs and alcohol... Isn't it expecting this? Yeah, but it's the right thing. There is something you can do. You think I'll be okay with this? You can celebrate his recovery every chance you get. For drug and alcohol treatment referral for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Yes, we're back. This is the Abundant Solutions Hour. I'm your host, Gregory Turner, and Brian J. Henderson is here with us as well. Uh, We're waiting on Jimmy Summers to come in. As I said before, we were talking about Jimmy's album. We were talking about his, his management. We were talking about a lot of things about the jazz music. And uh, I tell you, the jazz music, it's just crossing over, and so many of the youth right now are listening to it. And if, if you buy Jimmy's album, I guarantee you you can take it to work and you can play it, and you'll enjoy it. It's nice. It's soothing. Yeah. It's relaxing. <laughs> and you, And it's just... It's just awesome, you know. And, and Brian, it, it doesn't sound like, it, it, although it does have the beat like the New Orleans type thing, mm-hmm. but it also has the up-to-date kind of different tempo style to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
You know, it's 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 different. It's like an eclectic type of album. You know, it's something that you know, like Greg said, you'll enjoy listening to it. And one thing I'll say, uh, these guys are really busy. If you get a chance, go on his website. You can listen to the album yourself. It's jimmysummers.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-S-O-M-M-E-R-S. It's uh, it's an awesome, awesome album. And, Brian, I know what I, I tell you. I can't wait for him to come on because I have a ton of questions that I want to ask, and I have a ton of emails, um, mostly women, <laughs> want to know if Jimmy's married, where he's living, and they, they want his phone number and email address, and they they oh, wow yeah they want to get in touch with him, and uh, I told them I can't really help them with that, but if, <laughs> if they were on the call they can talk to him themselves, but uh, yeah we're, we're gonna have a good time with Jimmy. So Brian, when you were in the music industry, you know a lot, I think all of our listeners probably know that you were there. Yeah. How cutthroat is it? You know, the music industry is tough. It is not like... You see some people have great success in the music industry, but it's not without sacrifice. You know, you have to sacrifice a lot. It's like with anything that's worth it. If it's worth having, it's worth working for. And, you know, I again, I, I think it's just... It's a tough road. You know, but there is success... If you really try hard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I, you know what I, I received an email. I, I usually get emails from Tyler Perry all the time, and I was reading his email today. And and I'm sure Jimmy went through this at some point in his in his career. You may have a hundred people to tell you no, but it's that one time, that one yes, mm-hmm. that makes all those no's worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you won't get to that yes if you stop at the nose. You know, you won't get to that. So what I'm what I'm trying to say is we have to, you have to fight for what you want. It's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. The industry is not easy. They're not just going to lay down and just hand you a million-dollar contract. They're not going to do that. They just won't do it. And when you were out there, Brian, was it easy for you guys? Absolutely not. How many times did you guys want to give up? You know, it, unfortunately, we we eventually decided to take other paths. But when we first started, you know, it was it was hard. But we were, you know, we were in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried our best, and we we took a shot at it. And when we got shot down, we took another shot at it, and we just kept getting up. You know, and then we got to a point where, you know, we felt like, well, maybe this isn't what we should be doing, you know. I mean, had I, had I uh, continued on in my current path of being in the music industry, you know, I wouldn't be sitting right here right now, more than likely, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was a time in my life where I made a decision that, you know, maybe music is going to take second place to something else that I have, you know, and so I chose family over music. Yeah, Wow. And I tell you what, uh, I'm sure with with if Jimmy would have stopped, we wouldn't be talking about him right now. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, you can't stop. A lot of the stars, they go through this all the time. and They've gone through it. They've been through it. They know that you have to fight. And it is a struggle. And we have so many young people that think that, you know what, this is going to happen overnight for me. I'm just going to wake up one morning and I'm just going to be on the stage making millions of dollars standing before 70, 80,000 people and have all my fans. No, it is a growing process. It's just like anything else. Some people, it just look like they just fell out on top of the stage and they're a star. But nobody really knows their history. If you look at Beyonce, Brian, I don't know if you looked at her bio, if you looked at her when they were talking about her and how she made it and how she is where she is right now, they sacrificed a lot. Oh, yeah. I think her dad sold just about everything in the house to try to get her recognized and, and to try to get their business up and going. And, and again, Brian, it's, it's just a fighting thing that we all have to go through. And if you keep fighting and you keep pushing and you keep practicing and you stay on it and you, and you become deaf to know, you'll make it. 
Mm-hmm. He'll make it. And I'm sure everybody in Hollywood endured a lot. Some people just stepped out on faith. They moved out to California or they moved to New York, wherever they, wherever it is that they had to move to. They got out there, and now look at them now. Mm-hmm. Look at them now. I mean, what can you what can you say to someone that that's out there fighting and they're giving their all, and you close the door in their face? Right. What can you say to them, Brian? Wow. You know what I would say? I would say, don't give up. There's no way you should give up. You know, because if you give up, who, you know, do you win or do you lose? You lose. You know, you know, unless you've come to the point where you've decided to make an informed choice and you decided that this is what you're going to do, you know, don't give up. That's true. That's so true. And, Brian, all of us, we have so many talents and gifts in us. But a lot of us, Brian, we never reach our full potential because of, like I said before, doors being closed in our face. Someone said no. We thought it was too hard. We can't do this. We can't do that. We start talking ourselves out of our own dreams. We talk ourselves out of our own dreams. And just recently here in Tallahassee, Florida, a young kid about 15 years old was gunned down. Now, we don't know what type of dreams, we don't know what type of goals that this young man had. It's called life. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. And this is the thing. You have to live every day as if it was your last. Right. If you want to be a singer, if you want to be a movie star, if you want to be anything or whatever it is that you want to be, you're going to have to fight for it. You're going to have to be persistent. And so many times, Brian, people think that they're going to be great when they start. And that's not the case. You may not be great when you start, but you have to start to be great. Right, right. We want the million dollars without learning our craft and if we get the million dollars we lose it because we don't really we really don't have that craft to keep it or to hold on to it and we're really not prepared for it. I see so many young kids today coming out of high school and coming out of college they think that they're gonna go out and change the world. That's okay, that's fine. That's a good idea, that's a good mindset to do that. But are you really prepared? Do you really know the game? Do you really know what it's going to take for you to stay on top of your game? And a lot of times, they don't. A lot of times, they really don't. But we're going to be right back. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Hello. My name is Deborah Aspar. And I've lived the last 18 years as a C7, C8 quadriplegic as a result of a very bad car accident that happened in 1990. But today that's about to change because I have found the Brecker Biofeedback Treatment started by Dr. Bernard S. Brecker at the Miami Jewish Home and Hospital. Now unfortunately, even though he's had a 98% success rate, this procedure is not performed anywhere in Ohio, nor is it covered by insurance. So I'm raising money so that myself and my family can get down to Miami to have this much-needed procedure so that I can possibly walk again. If you would like to send a donation, please send it to Deborah Akbar Treatment Fund, Post Office Box 210034, South Euclid, Ohio, 44121-7034. Thank you. Hi, I'm Vanessa Williams. There's so many things kids have to be good at these days. It's hard to stop and think about how something like learning music can help them in the future. Music helps kids because it's a performing art, 
and children need to learn to perform well so they can succeed in society. Getting an 85% on a math test is pretty good, but hitting 85% of the right notes during a concert isn't good enough for most music students or their teachers. A special kind of practice and preparation goes into the discipline of performing music, and it helps kids develop habits that will allow them to perform better in all areas of their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound education. Daddy, we need to have that talk. What? I'm not a kid anymore. I need to know things. Like? Like why so many black men have diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. I'm worried, Daddy. I know. Folks like me are at high risk, but eating nine servings of fruits and vegetables a day can reduce that risk. And those are the facts of life, baby girl. <laughs> oh, so eating your nine a day is a good thing to do, huh, Daddy? Right. Sort of like you letting me date Maurice? Wrong. A message from the Department of Health and Human Services. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And tonight we were supposed to have on Jimmy Summers. Right now we're having problems finding him. Uh, he called in a couple of times and we uh, couldn't get him. But um, nonetheless, we're going to talk about his album. Uh, it's called Sunset Collective. Sunset Collective. Uh, and I was telling Brian earlier that my favorite song on there is Out of Nowhere. It, it's such a soothing, uh, soothing song. You can tell that this person, uh, Jimmy, is 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 so talented. <laughs> I think that's uh, really not a good word to uh, explain or, or talk about him. But if you would just go to his website, jimmysummers.com, that's J-I-M-M-Y-S-O-M-M-E-R-S.com, and you'll see for yourself or you'll hear it for yourself. It's just a soothing, soothing sound. Brian, are you back? Yes, I'm here. I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. I have a microphone up. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at the album, and it's available on Amazon.com. You go out to, uh, you can actually buy it through his website as well. And, you know, Jimmy's made a lot of albums here. He has uh, Christmas albums. He has a Christmas album from 2004 called The Holiday Wish. And uh, if you like the, you know, the classics of the Christmas song and Santa Claus is coming to town and I'll be home for Christmas and have yourself a merry little Christmas. Now that's one of my favorite songs. You know, he's he has them all wonderfully packaged on the 2004 album. Uh he also has an album that also featured Macy Gray, Rashawn Patterson, Chris Body and the group Rough Ends called Love Life and that was in 2003. You know, so he's done a lot of he's done a lot of work. He's done work with Raphael Sadiq, with Coolio. Remember Coolio? Yeah, yeah. Eric Benet, Sparkle, Genuine, Les Nubians. So you know, he's he's been around he's been around in the music industry for a nice little while. Yeah, it, it, this is not like he just like I said earlier. This is nothing like he just fell off, fell out of the bed and fell on the stage. No, no, he's a seasoned vet. <laughs> What's the name of the album again, Brian? The album is called Sunset Collective. You know what? I I, I know it has to be hard on these uh, musicians. They're traveling all over the place, but they're living the dream. It's, they're doing something that they love. But I, get, I I know it has to be hard on the families to, for for Jimmy. I don't know if he's married or not, but but to wake up in a different city all the time and going from place to place to place. I, 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 I know that has to be hard on the body. I know that. I know that has to be tough. But you know, I, tell I can you what. tell you from, from personal experience, when I was in the music industry, absolutely, yeah, it is it is nerve-wrecking on your body, to you know, especially if you're flying, you know, uh, from place to place. You might be in, you know, one city one night, and you got to, you touch down, you get ready, you perform, and then you turn around and you're on another plane the next day. You know, I, I can remember when we actually did road trips, and whew, you're talking about six people in a 
suburban, driving from city to city, <laughs> you know, and, you know, we're all crammed in there, and we're going to the next venue, and, you know, there's two cars behind us full of people, and, you know, you set up, you get ready, you perform, you, you know, when you get an opportunity to eat, you eat, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah, when you're performing out on the road, it can be very, very nerve-wracking. You know, now most of the time you have, like nowadays, you'll have individuals with, and they have their own buses or they they have their own vans and they have the additional space. But, uh, you know, back when I was in the music industry, it was like, hey, you know, you got uh, you, you have this and that's all we got. You don't have any more room for this or room for that. So you took what you could get. And you ran with it, and you you know you did your best, you know. But the music industry now probably isn't as tough as it. Well, I don't know. It still may be. It probably isn't as tough as it was when I was in it. You know, because I was in it in the '90s, and in the '90s, you know, you didn't make as much money in the industry like uh, individuals are making now, and not everybody could just you know come out and make an album and be you know one hit wonders or you know, instantly famous, you know, we're in the YouTube era now, and so it's easy for you to create a little quirky video and have it explode, and then next thing you know, you're on to the day show, and, you know, you've gotten your 15 minutes of fame, and it's turned into a couple years of fame, you know, I look at, like, uh, the guy who was on American Idol, and he couldn't sing, and he's done several albums now, even though he can't sing, (laughs) <laughs> and he believes he can sing. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. You just never, you just never know how your break is gonna come. But the thing about it, though, he he never did quit. No, you know. And the thing is, he's and he's made millions of dollars. And if you can imagine that, making millions of dollars and you can't sing a lick, but somebody's buying your album just to hear you not sing well. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so nowadays even people who can't sing can can make it in the music industry. But you know what? No one can laugh at him because he's doing something that they're not. Right. He didn't give up. Even when people told him he couldn't sing, you know, I can remember Simon on American Idol just giving him the what for. You know, you're horrible. That's the worst I've ever heard in my life. And the next thing you know, he's like a cult favorite. And he's making millions of dollars, and he's thumbing his nose at Simon, saying, "Ha, I got you." <laughs> you know, and you know what, I, Brian, Also, I think that should be a wonderful lesson to our youth. You and I go out to the detention center every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. We mentor to the to the kids that are in there. So many of them think where they are right now is the best of it. That this is it. They can't get any better. Mm-hmm. Persistent. Stay with your dream. Stick with it. Sometimes we'll try it for a little while. It gets rough. We back off. We have to stay committed to what we're doing. And we try. And a lot of times, Brian, we get so confused and frustrated. And I think that's because we try to do so many different things. We try so many different things. We we focus on five different projects when we can never complete just one. And we can't complete one. And that's that's really, really sad. But we'll be right back in a few minutes. Brian, are you there? I guess I lost him. But we'll be right back in a few minutes. If someone you love has a problem with drugs and alcohol, he's not expecting this. Yeah, but it's the right thing. There is something you can do. You can celebrate his recovery every chance you get. For drug and alcohol treatment referral for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Hey, Justin, Sarah. Hi, Ricky. Hi. Hey, listen, I just heard about some kids who might try to get some beer. So, why are you telling us? Yeah. Well, because I thought maybe we could go and, you know, drink. Why? Um, because... I guess because it's cool. Cool? Why is it cool? Well, you know, we can go and get wasted. And why would we want to get wasted? 
Well, remember that time when we heard some older kids talking about doing it? So, why should we do it? Well, I guess... I guess I don't know. Sooner or later, someone may ask you if you want a drink. If that ever happens to you, maybe there's something you should ask them. Like why? Because the fact is, most kids don't drink. Even older kids. So think about it. There's no good reason to drink. Want to know more? Check out thecoolspot.org. How do we educate our kids so they have a fighting chance in today's world? We don't have to tell you that children face pretty tough challenges these days. We adults need to go the extra mile to make sure our kids find something in school that really sparks their interest, like music. Teenagers who study music and arts tend to find tough science and math concepts easier to grasp. It has to do with development of something called spatial IQ. And music and creativity go together, too. We know from our own lives that teachers who appreciate creative thinking embrace our love of music. So, help prepare your children for life. Encourage them to learn to love music. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, Gibson Guitar, Baldwin Piano, and this station. March is Music in Our Schools Month. Music, part of a sound education. Hello, my name is Deborah Akbar, and I've lived the last 18 years as a C7, C8 quadriplegic as a result of a very bad car accident that happened in 1990. But today that's about to change because I have found the Brecker Biofeedback Treatment started by Dr. Bernard S. Brecker at the Miami Jewish Home and Hospital. Now unfortunately, even though he's had a 98% success rate, this procedure is not performed anywhere in Ohio nor is it covered by insurance. So I'm raising money so that myself and my family can get down to Miami to have this much needed procedure so that I can possibly walk again. If you would like to send a donation, please send it to Deborah Akbar Treatment Fund, Post Office Box 210034, South Euclid, Ohio, 44121-7034. Thank you. Okay, we're back. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and we have with us tonight Mr. Jimmy Summers. Uh, again, if you get a chance, go out, buy the album, Sunset Collectible. Hey, and I guarantee you, your favorite song will be Out of Nowhere Like It Is Mine. Brian, are you there? I'm here, and <laughs> I come bearing gifts. <laughs> Mr. Summers, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? Uh, we're fine. We're fine. I tell you what, we we were worried about you. I thought with your, your manager Kevin. And- uh, no, man, I'm 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 in good hands. It's just a little loud here, but I'm gonna walk over where uh, I'm gonna walk over where I can hear it. It sounds like it sounds like wherever you are, you're having a lot of fun. You know what? It's all about having fun these days. <laughs> yes, yes, you deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> hey, we were, we were talking about earlier about the uh, the jazz, the music, your music, and I was telling the listeners, and I was talking to Brian, and I was telling him that I was walking today, and I heard a young kid, probably anywhere from 18 to 20, he was riding in his car, and he was blasting his music, and it was your song. Oh, yeah? That's good to hear. Well, you know, the thing is, most of the kids, they don't really listen to jazz. No, you know what? That's what I try and, that's what I try and do, to kind of make it cool. Is, you know, you have these young, hipper, you know, artists from using, you know, some people like... I even put Coolio on on a tune once, right? Mm-hmm. Or or genuine, or you know, you just got to get people listening to jazz, and and so I I always mix in some singers and and you know rappers or whatever just to make it interesting, you know. So then you, you hit another demographic rather than you know this rather than just straight ahead jazz and stuff, you know. Yeah, and we were talking about how yours is kind of crossing over. And a lot of the youth are, are beginning to look at jazz in a different way now, because of the way that you're bringing it. You're bringing it out to the front. You, you, I mean, you're you're pulling everybody else in. And I was telling everybody they need to they need to get this album because it, it's a soothing album and it's 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 nice. It has some upbeat stuff to it, so it's got a little bit of everything in it. Yeah, no, no, that I I appreciate you. 
saying that. Um, no, I, I love one of his albums. It took, you know, it wasn't one of these, some people go and do albums and they go, you know, three months and they crank out an album. This was over three years and it's, it's basically, you know, it's all the best of the best. It's, it's all the best tracks, you know. I have a studio in my house, so, you know, there's people doing music all the time and we really pick the, you know, pick the songs, you know, and, um, you know, that were, that stood out or had the right groove or had the right feeling, um, you know, so to give the people what they want, you know? Yeah, awesome, awesome. Absolutely. There's, there's, too, there's too many, everyone used to always complain about when you buy a, a CD and there's only one good song, one good song on it, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's what I want to do is, is, yeah, so it's like, you know, I, I made sure to, to leave all the so-so songs at home. Yeah, that's not the case with this one, though. <laughs> that's no, yeah, we put all the good ones on there. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You know, we were talking earlier also about the um, the fact that a lot of the music that you hear now, a lot of the hip-hop and the rap and, you know, the R&B music and even some of the pop music is really born out of the movement that occurred, you know, a long time ago with jazz. So, you know, jazz sort of birthed these different, you know, different styles yeah. of music. Jazz, hey, jazz has been around a long, long time, you know. Mm-hmm. Long, long time. Um, I'm actually looking outside here. I'm in Florida, down in uh, Fort Myers, looking at the lunar eclipse right now. It's absolutely gorgeous. My kids are watching the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, I wanted to ask you, um, when you first started, I, I, well, let me say this. I think a lot of people think that, well, they thought that you just, dropped out of the air onto a stage and just started performing. And I know that you had some rough days and you had a lot of obstacles, just like with any artist. What would you say to someone that's that's following you, trying to be the best that they could be and live their dreams? And Yeah, you know, I, 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 have, the, I have the answer for that. It's just you just got to keep on pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, and, and trying new things. And a lot of it's meeting a lot of it's meeting other people, too, to work with. Sometimes it took me a long time to find the right producer to, to work with to figure out how to record something, too. You know, A lot of people can play, but when you, you, you want to learn how to write a song and you know, what, what consists of a song. And I didn't really know how to write a song like, or, or record it properly or get it so it sounded great. So, so you, know, you want to put it down, want to have a... I mean, it, it took a long time to learn how to re- that recording process. So, you know, you first you got to learn how to play something. Or or even produce, or uh, DJs these days are learning how to produce music by even if they don't even know how to play, but they know what sounds good together. You know, a beat, and then they put something else on it, lyrics on it. It's, it's putting a, a puzzle together. Yeah. So and, it's, uh, yeah, it's not a fast process or, or something that just... No, it's, it's not, and it takes it took, it took a long time, and I was, you know, I moved out to L.A. in 91 and then moved back because I, I couldn't get the right deal, or, you know, I didn't know, and then, and then I was in Chicago, where I, I'm from, I moved back, and next thing you know, I met Eric Benet, I went to one of his shows, uh-huh. and I walked backstage and said, man, that was unbelievable. It's like yeah, well, you know, we just started hitting it off, and then his his cousin who was there who played the guitar was a producer, and he lived in Milwaukee. And all of a sudden, I started recording with him, and and he kind of taught me how to, you know, how to really tighten up a, a song and make it good and make it, you know. And I did my first record, you know, with with those guys, and and it was like all of a sudden it clicked, you know. And, and now, you know, the music business is tough, man. It's like you know, there's, there's people are downloading stuff, and it's, you know, the CD sales are down. But and, and it's unfortunate because I know how to do this stuff really good now, and now it's like I finally know how to do it, so I'm stuck. You know, I have to keep on doing it because I finally got it down pat. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, so I do other stuff too. I do other stuff too, but you know, music is my passion, and, and I'm always going to be doing records. You know, keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. <laughs> You know, I used to be in the music industry, and and so I can kind of sympathize with it, with what you say about having to, you know, know about more than just one thing. You know, like when we were doing it, 
you know, I I wrote and I also sang. But right. I had to learn how to work a mixer and a soundboard. Yeah. You know, the ADAT machine and all that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, so I had to learn that type of stuff because, you know, when you're in the industry, you know, and I know back then, it wasn't like you can go and just create a song and then somebody would pick you up. They wanted you to basically hand them a complete package, mixed yeah. down, mastered, ready to go, and then they'll promote it for you. Yeah, because there's so many, exactly, there's so many people out there doing, you know, doing, the, if your demo doesn't sound good, uh-oh, you're in trouble, you know. And and that's the thing, it's like, now it's like these, it's, and then it's like, it costs so much money to market a band, you know, just even getting on the radio and doing that stuff. That, so now, you know, it's, it's these American Idol people are, now they're just, you know, it's like they're doing that because they get the promotion of, oh, I know who that person is, you know. Yeah. And it's like, it takes so long, you know, all those millions of people are watching that show, so they know, you know. So, uh, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a tough business right now, but, you know, it's like when people, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer of supporting the arts and, and uh, keeping things going, you know, and, and that's, you know, so I'm, I'm always, you know, you know I'm, I'm helping people with, you know, even doing lessons or... or donate music to, you know, schools to keep things, you know, to keep it going. But as I always say, you know, I have a backup. I was an engineering major also besides music, you know. So you always got to have a backup plan too. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Jimmy, let me ask you this. Do you have a lot of young artists coming up to you now asking you for help? Uh, yeah, and, and uh, I'm just, you know, and... and I do, but it's, it's you know it is it's, it's you can't help everyone, so you give them advice. But it's, it's basically you know you gotta tell them that we'll just I, well, like I said, working with other people, you learn from other people, especially when you're young. So if you you know if, if you have you can work with other people in the studio, and you just you know you, you're a sponge, and you you learn from people, and that, and that's how that's how you can you know. You can grow, but I also think maturity, too. You know, like, I was a know-it-all when I was younger. And, <laughs> and now I know that, I, I, you know, I didn't know anything. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, but that's just part of growing up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that's just part of being, you know, of maturing. And, yeah. you know, like I tell my children, my children are all violinists, and some of my children knows just about every instrument you could think of violin mandolin guitar she wants to learn the banjo she's learning the viola i mean she's just playing everything and she wants to you know that's one of the things she wants to do is be in the music industry and so i try to teach her about it and i tell her i say look it's not that simple no it's not opportunity to record an album uh with a bluegrass band or something, and so she was all excited and everything. And I kept asking my wife. I said, "Is this a work for hire?" And she's like, "I don't know." <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, you, you have to know something about the music industry before you get into it. Because I mean, you're better off actually being in the music, in the music, but but being the marketing part of it. Or there's there's other businesses. I mean, besides just playing the music, there's other. You know, uh, that's whole, that's businesses that you can that support the music business. You know, right, so. Right. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot of different things, and it's that's the thing. If you love music, you know, well, you can try and do it, you know, be an artist, or you could also work with with other people that are have have a have a break, or you know, or um, that you know had it a little easier because you never know. It's like you never know. Yes, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for coming on. We, we don't want to hold you up any longer. We, we, it, it sounds like you're having fun where you are. Oh, yeah, having fun. The eclipse is almost over. There's a couple of cute girls right in front of me, so i got to get over there pretty, pretty fast. <laughs> Make my moves. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hold you up with that, but, but thank you so much for coming on, and we're pushing the sun. Hey, but, yeah, man, thanks so much for the support, man. Sunset Collective, you can go online, Jimmy Summers. SLMMRS.com. You can check it out my website there. I also started a clothing company called LighthorseCouture.com. Uh, That's going well. And there's some uh, music-inspired T-shirts and stuff. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, just doing a bunch of stuff. Or go to my restaurant, Koi, in L.A. That's what I was about that's, to say. <laughs> yeah, that's doing good, too. I mean, so, like I said, 
And that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm just doing music. I'm doing, you know, a bunch of different things. And, uh, hey, one of them's got a hit. <laughs> and, and it's nice if all of them hit, right? Diversify. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, Jimmy. Thank you again. Hey, thank you so much for having on, and, and uh, God bless you all. All right, thank you. You too. So, Brian. Yes, sir. Woo. He's having fun. Oh, man, he's having a ball. He's having fun. I tell you what, uh, <laughs> he's 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 in our state right now. Yes. And here I am thinking he's up north somewhere at a concert singing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking he's stuck in the snow and he's sipping, uh, you know. <laughs> yes. But, Brian, if, if you have any closing remarks, uh, since you've been the musician and the singer and all of this stuff, you could sum this up for the children and for the people that are out there fighting for their dreams, fighting to keep their uh, future and hopes alive and going through all this craziness and trials. And, and they heard Jimmy say, you have to stay with it. You have to be committed. That's the bottom line. And where he is right now is the glory part of it. It's the stardom and all of this stuff. All of this stuff is happening for him right now, but that wasn't always the case. You know, I would say you have to be persistent. You have to keep at it. Don't give up. You know, know when to say when. You know, if you've, if you've done everything that you know how to do, if you've exhausted every possible possibility, that you had, and you've made the decision that this is not something you're going to pursue anymore, then that's when you can call it quits. But don't do that. If you have one drop of, you know, opportunity left, take it. Because that one time, that one phone call, that one, you know, somebody hearing you sing a song while you're walking down the street could have been the time when you actually made it. You know, Greg, I think we had a great show. Yes. yes. You know, it it was all a little crazy at first, you know, <laughs> with trying to get Jimmy in and you know, trying to get connected. Yeah. I don't think I don't think I don't think um people realize how tough it is when behind the scenes so many things are just going on, it's going crazy, but we didn't give up. We stayed with it and that's just how we do. And that's what the motto of this show is, to do more, be more, and have more. Right. And, and I really do believe that we achieved that tonight. And, Brian, I don't know about you, but I wish I could get on a plane and fly, fly down south where Jimmy is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And we hope that you stay with whatever it is you're fighting for. Just make sure that whatever you're fighting for is worth it. Because if it's not worth it, you're wasting your time. With that being said, this is you, this is the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for listening to us. We'll be back on the air Friday, and we'll see you then. God bless. Good night.